what up what up what up ladies and gents boys and girls you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of sportsway with dre day podcast i am your host with the most the hoods espn crystal streets golden boy dre day what's up what's up what's up this is episode 298 episode 298 of Sportsway with Dre Day podcast. I want to thank everybody for their continued support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. This episode here, we're going to cook up, man. We're going to really, really, really cook up with this episode, man. They got some interesting, interesting, you know, topics that I definitely, definitely want to speak on. Uh, This GOAT debate of point guards in the NBA has steamed up. Uh, Obviously, the two choices is, you know, the great Irvin Magic Johnson and, of course, the one and only Stephen Curry. So I'm going to give my, you know, opinion on that, who I think is the GOAT of the point guard position. I'm going to speak on that amongst other things. Uh... Shakari Richardson, she is on her payback tour, her comeback tour, you know, whichever way, whichever way you want to analyze it, she's back, and from the looks of it, she might be better than ever, so we're definitely gonna, you know, touch on that as well, uh, the WNBA MVP race is definitely heating up, definitely heating up. Um, obviously you got Brianna Stewart, you got Asia Wilson, but there is somebody else on that list that I do think deserves recognition for MVP and might have a shot of actually winning it. And I will mention that name later on. Listen, first take undisputed two of the best debate sport talk shows on television. Listen, Monday, this upcoming Monday, they will be neck and neck again because Undisputed is back and Skip has revamped his roster. He's revamped his team. And I'm going to give an update on that as well on top of who's on first take and how do I think this is going to play out and who do I think is going to win and all this other stuff. You know, just fun stuff. And then, of course... The would you rather segment, you know, people really got a kick out of the last one. <laughs> people, pe- people got a real kick out of the last would you rather. So if you got a kick out of that one, I'm very much intrigued to see how you're going to feel about the next one. And we're going to do that later on as it pertains to wrapping up this episode and then getting up out of here. So again, Episode 298, let's get to it. Now, in sports, there's always this goat talk, right? Um, In rap, goat talk. Actors, actresses, goat talk, right? When it comes to the NBA, for us, I think we have a clear understanding on who the actual GOAT is, right? And that would be Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Now, you have some people that say LeBron James. I think they're on drugs, but that's neither here nor there. Obviously, we know Michael Jordan is the undisputed GOAT of the NBA. And it's not just because of the six rings, okay? It's not just because of the six rings. It's a multitude of things, multitude of things. But there's no need to go into that right now because this ain't about the actual GOAT. This is about the GOAT at the point guard position. And when you think of point guards, you think of Magic Johnson. You think of Isaiah Thomas. You think of Steph Curry. You think of John Stockton. You think of Jason Kidd. You think of Oscar Robinson. Though You think of Gary Payton. Those are the names that you think of immediately when you think of the point guard spot. Steph Curry as well, if I didn't mention him. Tony Parker, for that matter. I'm not going to leave my man out. When you think of the point guard position, those are the names that you 
automatically think of when you talk about point guards. But now it seems like it's only two names that come up with the GOAT talk. The greatest point guard of all time. For me, it was always one. Okay? But Steph Curry was just recently on Gilbert Arena's podcast. I think it's called Gil's Arena. I think it's called Gil's Arena with Gilbert Arena. So I like that name. I like how he played along with the name, with his name. And he asked him. Does he think he's the greatest point guard of all time? Now, from a competitor standpoint, you're supposed to feel that way. And when you have the resume of a Steph Curry, I didn't see anything wrong with him feeling that way. But, you know, he did laugh it off and then was like, you know, who was it supposed to be being magic? Like I like 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 I get that he like I get that he laughed it off or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And then he mentioned him and Magic Johnson. So as a competitor, and of course with his resume, he got every reason to feel that he's the goat. He does. It's not like it's it's not like it's far fetched. Look what Steph Curry has done in this game, which I'm going to get to in a few. But come on now. We 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 need to stop this shit. Like for like for, like for me, again, when it comes to goats, there are just some players that are the undisputed goat and it's no debate. Okay? Again, Michael Jordan is the GOAT of the NBA. Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward of all time. The conversation is over. Okay? Small forward, some might say LeBron. Some might say Larry Bird. Some might say KD. Who knows? Greatest shooting guard of all time is Michael Jordan. There's no need to even try to have a conversation. The closest thing to him is the late, great Kobe Bryant. Happy birthday, Black Mama. We love you and miss you, by the way. This conversation, there's no, there's no conversation for the greatest point guard of all time. It's Irving Magic Johnson. Okay? Now, for the sense of debate, for the sense of having a conversation, I'll play along with this and have a conversation. Okay, Steph Magic Johnson. Okay, now does Steph have does Steph have a valid point? Does Steph have a valid conversation? Does he have a right to be at that same table with Irvin Magic Johnson? Yes, he does. I'm not even sitting here saying he doesn't. He has the resume to prove it. So it's not like so 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 it's not like he's bugging feeling that way. He has like he he has he has the resume to make up his point. Like yo, listen, I deserve that. Like I deserve to be in this conversation. Like it's not like I'm chopped liver. Like I like like I deserve to be in this conversation as well. And he's absolutely right. One of the greatest shooters. Well, not even one of the greatest. The greatest shooter. The NBA has ever seen. Okay? He already has that title. Nine-time All-Star. Right? Two-time scoring champion. Okay? Obviously, he got the four rings. He finally got his finals MVP. What was it? Last year against... Not last year. The year before against Boston. I think he should have two, but hey, they gave Iggy the first championship. That's neither here nor there. He's a part of the 75th anniversary team. Nine-time All-NBA. His resume is personified. Another reason why he's in the conversation is because of what he's done for the game of basketball. When you talk about trend setting when you talk about influential players that have played this game Steph Curry is in that conversation 
Because I remember when I was coming up, in my day, we all wanted to be like Mike. Everybody wanted to dunk. Everybody wanted to get up in the air and dunk in somebody's face. Then you got the Iversons, you know, with the crossover, you know what I'm saying? With the tattoos and the braids. I'm going to give Spreewell some love because he played a part in that as well. You know what I'm saying? Then you got Kobe and LeBron. Then that void was wide open until Steph came. He basically showed the world, listen, I may not have the hops like Mike. I might not have the game like Kobe and LeBron, but guess what I do have? I got this jump shot and can't nobody stop it. And I'm going to make it so influential that everybody and their mother is going to want to shoot jump shots. Even big men. You got seven foot big men in the NBA now out there shooting threes, and that's because of Steph Curry. You got these kids in these basketball tournaments, whether it's AAU, streetball, whatever it is, everybody licking up threes, and the reason being is because of this man, Steph Curry. So I'm not going to sit here and say that he doesn't deserve to be in the conversation with Magic Johnson because the resume says it itself. But again, this is Irvin Magic Johnson we are talking about. I think y'all people need to really go back and understand and appreciate who Magic Johnson is. Because if you don't, I'm about to give you a lesson right now. And listen, this is not me being biased because, listen, for the people that know me, my two favorite basketball players of all time is Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. Those are my two. Jordan is one before anybody. And then Magic Johnson is right behind him. Pause. Because I know how some of y'all can get. Those two are my favorite basketball players of all time. And they are also the GOATs at their position. Magic Johnson saved the NBA. Saved it. When people didn't give a fuck about it, when the games were on delay, when the games weren't even live, Magic Johnson and a fellow out of French Lick, Indiana by the name of Larry Bird saved the NBA. Saved it. Now, I know we all like to give kudos to Jordan for making the game global, which he did. We not denying that. But there was an era before MJ and the two people that, were that was in charge of that era was Irvin Johnson and Larry Bird. Magic Johnson introduced Showtime to the NBA, the fast break. We never seen a point guard, especially at his height, 6'8", 6'9", handle the rock the way he did. You know how Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni used to have that running gun shit? Well, guess what? Where do you think they got it from? They got it from the Showtime Lakers. That's from the 80s. Showtime Lakers, okay? Magic Johnson is a four-time assist champion. 12-time All-Star. He has three finals MVPs. He has three season MVPs. As an aside, I got to give Steph his props. One of his MVPs, he was unanimous. I got to give him his props. Nobody has ever done that. So I got to give him his props for that. And also, Magic is a part of the 75 or the, the 75 anniversary team. So the rest, and Magic's a 10-time All-NBA player. So both of these players have every right to feel like they're the GOAT. But see, here's the difference. Here is the difference. Here is the real reason on why Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time okay and let's get to it in the game of basketball you have five positions you have point guard you have shooting guard you have small forward you have power forward and you have center Do y'all understand what a point guard is? 
Do y'all? Do y'all understand what a point guard is? Because if not, I'm going to read it to you. Point guards are expected to run the team's offense by controlling the ball and making sure that it gets to the right player at the right time. Above all, the point guard must understand and accept their coach's game plan. And this way, the position can be compared to a quarterback in American football. They must also be able to adapt what the defense is allowing and must control the pace of the game. I'm not reading that again if you slow too goddamn bad. When we think of Steph Curry, we don't think of him as a point guard, at least not in my opinion. We don't. For me, and I've been saying this for years, I believe Steph Curry is masquerading as a point guard. He's a two guard masquerading as a point guard. Does he have handle? Absolutely he does. But let's be real for a moment. Let's like, 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 like let's keep it all the way 100 because I'm going to cook up with this segment. I'm going to cook up like hot grease with this segment, okay? Steph Curry is not even the best ball facilitator on his team. That would be Draymond Green. Uh-oh. Y'all wasn't ready for that, was y'all? <laughs> y'all wasn't ready for that, huh? Nah, I don't think y'all was ready for that. I'll say it again. Draymond Green is the best facilitator on that roster of the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green consistently. I'm not talking one, two years. I'm talking about years, years upon years upon years has constantly averaged more assists and, and facilitated the offense more than Steph Curry. Now, yes, Steph Curry is the greatest shooting, the, the greatest, the greatest shoot, the point guard to, to shoot the ball. Yes. We now argue like that, that's that's his. We're not even having that conversation. But that's not what a point guard is. That's not what a point guard is. I just read to you what a point guard is. So off that alone, there's no way in the world. Steph Curry is a better point guard than Irvin Magic Johnson. Magic, Irvin, was the best point guard in his era of all time because he was a floor general. Scoring was not a part of his game. Can he score? Absolutely he can. When they needed him to. But his main goal was to get everybody else involved and he did a damn good job at it, too. Damn good job at it. Now, Steph Curry, amazing player. He can move off the ball. He can move with the ball. Like, all that shit. Like, we not arguing that. Like, he is great. But to say he's the greatest point guard of all time is a slap in the face to Irving Magic Johnson. And the only reason why this conversation is coming up is because, again, you know, we, you know, we live in a time now where what they call them, the, 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 the Gen 6, like the, this new generation shit. I get it. Times evolve. I get it. And I'm all for it. But again, there are just some debates that should not be had. And this is one of them. Magic Johnson is the GOAT of the point guard position, and it's not even close. We give Steph Curry his props. We give him all the love. We give him that. I'm not sitting here saying he's a scrub. I'm not sitting here saying that he can't play. Yes, he can. The greatest shooter the NBA has ever seen. But I am not going to sit here and say that he is the GOAT of Point guards, because no, the hell he's not. That belongs to Irvin Magic Johnson. And before I go, before I go, because I'm not going to dive on this too much, because I can make an episode of this by itself, but I got other things to do. Another reason why 
Magic Johnson is the GOAT. Do y'all remember Magic Johnson won a championship as a rookie? His first year in the league, he won a championship. And to make things even sweeter, he played the center position. That's right. He played the center position. Kareem got hurt. And Magic Johnson went in there and played center for the Los Angeles Lakers to help them beat the Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA Finals in 1980. Magic did that. He scored 42 points, 15 rebounds. Has Steph Curry ever played center before? No, no, he hasn't, no. Magic could play four to five. Look, listen, I was getting ready to say Magic could play four to five positions. Actually, it's clear he could play all five positions. Can Steph Curry play all five positions? No, he can't. He can only do show, he can only do point guard, and he obviously could do shooting guard because that's what he is. He shoots. Magic Johnson is the GOAT. He is the greatest of all time at the point guard spot. Besides, the GOAT of all GOATs, Michael Jordan even confirmed that. Stephen A was on first take. Stephen A read a text that Jordan gave him at five something in the morning. I'm not going to read the text, but let's just say Jordan is team magic. Now, some may say, oh, he's just siding with his man because they played together, yada, yada, yada. That's the goat of goats that's talking. When he talks, you listen. Except when he's an owner of a team. But when he talks basketball, you better listen. And when he says something, you better take it to the bank. So when he says that Magic is the GOAT, Magic Johnson is the GOAT. Now again, all love to Steph Curry. All love to him. He's definitely in my top 10 of all time. With his career right now and what he has accomplished, he is already in my top 10. But I am not going to sit here and say that he is the GOAT of point guards in the National Basketball Association. I am not going to do it. Is he on the list? Yes. Is he in my top five? Yes. But he is not number one. Number one will be that man from East Lansden, Michigan. Irvin Magic Johnson. Now, I know it's some things I left out, but like I said, man, listen, I got stuff to do. I ain't got all day doing this. I could have made a whole episode of this, but... You know, I want to have other things to speak about. And the other thing I want to speak about is Shakari Richardson. Got to congratulate her. Got to also shout her out as well because she is on her comeback tour. She is on her payback tour. Because, listen, she's been in her bag when it comes to these tournaments with track and field. And just recently... She broke a world record. Okay? In a 100-meter race. She broke a record. 10.65 seconds. And who did she beat? She beat them two Jamaican ladies. She beat them two Jamaican ladies who can run like crazy okay you understand what i'm saying like she went to work and the thing is the thing is this shelly frazier i believe one of their names is i definitely don't want to muffle up their names i definitely don't want to do that shelly and frazier price and i forgot the other lady's name I'm trying to, I know Jack, I know, I know, I know Jackson is her, uh, I know Jackson is her last name, but I want to get her, I, I want to get her actual name right. Cause she definitely deserves it. Definitely deserves 
to have her name presented in the right way. Sharika Jackson, Sharika Jackson and Shelly Ann Frazier Price. Those are the two ladies from Jamaica who are considered the fastest women in the world. Well, now Shakari Richardson can now say that because she beat them in the world championship just a few days ago and set a record as well, winning in 10.65 seconds. But what I love the most about this was, remember a few years ago where they said it was supposed to be a beef between these women? Well, I'm sure all over social media you see the clippings and you see the videos of, you know, them talking to each other after the match. I believe uh, Shelly Frazier had asked Shakari, Shakari Richardson, do you know when the last time American, you know, won a gold? And, she, and she's basically saying, y'all. Y'all the reason why ain't nobody won. Like, basically joking around. There's a selfie going around with all three of them in the picture. Unity. Especially when it pertains to the black sisters. Unity. Because for a good two, three years, I'm sure there was people out there that loved the fact that they was at odds with each other. But I love the fact that they're at... I, I, I love the fact that they're at unity on this. I love the fact that, you know, okay, yeah... We can be competitors when we're on those lanes. But once the match is over, once the race is over, you know, we can go back to sisterhood. We can go back to unity. And I loved it. And I think it should be talked about more on social media. But unfortunately, it's not. But unless she had lost and been a sore loser about it, everybody and their mother would have been talking their shit. Like they did a few years ago. Because I remember when she was losing to them. And then I believe, you know, she couldn't go to the Olympics because of what was it? I think she had tested positive for marijuana or something. And the world turned on her. She gave her reason for why she was smoking marijuana. She had just learned the passing of her mother. And the world turned on her. I remember it. I remember it because it was damn near two years ago. We're now in the month of August, about to hit September of 2023. August of 2021, this shit happened. Because remember, the Olympics was the Olympics was supposed to be 2020. But remember, with the pandemic, it didn't happen in 2020. It happened in 2021, but they still called it the 2020 Olympics. The world just destroyed her. Humiliated her on the internet. We now get to this year. And she has silenced every one of them haters. And has become a world champion. In the process, now becoming the world's fastest woman. That's what she has done in two years. To the point that at the end of her match, there's a video going around where she only got, where she only interviewed with black reporters. Because it was mainly the white ones that turned on her. So some of y'all going to sit there and say, oh, that's her being racist. That's her being petty. I'm not going to say the racist part, but the petty part, I love it. Because those were the same people that tore down on her when she went through what she went through two years ago. She was on every channel. She was on every outlet. She was on Fox News. She was on CNN. She was on ESPN. Any of these shows that you could think of, they was destroying her. Now that she's won, ain't nobody really saying much. Nobody's really saying much. Unless you're a sports fan or really in tune with sports or track and field, you talking about this. But has she had loss? And do a tantrum fit. And let's say she would have lost, right? Let's say, let's do the hypothetical. Let's say had she lost. And then didn't do those interviews with those reporters. Oh yeah, they'd have really got a kick out of this. They'd have tried to humiliate her again. But see, payback. Revenge. Is a dish best served cold. I learned that at a very young age. And right now, she is on her payback tour. 
She is on her petty tour, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So, Shakari, Queen Shakari, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep applying that pressure. Keep winning these world championships. It feels good to know that we have the fastest woman in the world representing red, white, and blue. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my Jamaican sisters. They black as well. I love my Jamaican sisters. But it means a whole lot more when the fastest woman in the world is repping your colors, which is red, white, and blue. So Shakari Richardson, just keep it going. Keep doing your thing. We are proud of you. And when we and when I say we, you know what I'm talking about. We are proud of you. Fuck the haters. Fuck the doubters. Because you're going to have them. You're going to have them. If you don't have haters, you ain't doing good. And see, that's the thing. You are doing great. So keep doing what you are doing. Keep kicking ass on track and field. And I might, I must say this as an aside. I found it crazy that how she won this match in the most difficult lane in track and field. The most difficult lane in track and field is the knife lane. And that's the lane that she was in to win this match. And she did her thing. She could have easily had an excuse. She could have had one ready as into why she lost. But she didn't. Proud of her, man. I'm very much proud of her. Can't, couldn't be. Couldn't be more proud of her. Keep doing your thing, Shakari. Just keep doing your thing. I'm hella proud of you. Hella proud of you. Listen, I'm going to say this, man. LSU killing shit, man. LSU has been killing it as of late. For those of y'all that don't know, that is the college that she went to, LSU. So you have her from LSU killing shit. The men's LSU baseball team won the College World Series. The LSU women's basketball team is national champions. Shit, LSU is just killing it right now. Just They're they just killing it right now. But again, congratulations to Shakari Richardson. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. Next. WNBA. Now, y'all know I love the WNBA. I love these women. They hold a very special place in my heart. I love women's basketball. This MVP race is going to be something epic. Now, before the season started, or even during the season, it was two names that everybody kept talking about as finals, well, season MVPs, right? And those names were Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. Those were the two names that everybody kept talking about. But it just so happens there's another name out there that needs to be talked about. There's another name out there that really, really needs to be in the conversation when it comes to NVP. And that would be Alyssa Thomas of the Connecticut Sun. She has to be in the conversation. She has to be. What she has done this year has been nothing but amazing. Obviously, she leads the league in double-doubles. We're not even going there. She's, late, she's leading the league in triple-doubles. She has the most triple-doubles in WNBA history. 
what she has done as a point guard this year, I think she has the I think she has the third highest assist in a season in WNBA history. By the time this season is over, I'm quite sure she's going to eclipse that. Now, averaging 16 a game, averaging 10 rebounds a game, averaging almost eight assists a game. Okay, her numbers as far as points is not up there with Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. I give you that. But her impact on the court makes her an MVP candidate. Because let's keep it all the way 100. The Aces have the best record in the league, right? We kind of all expected that going into the season, right? We kind of expected that going into the season. When Stewie decided to go to the Liberty, we all suspected that the Liberty was going to be a top two or three team going into this season. So we knew Stewie was going to put up her numbers, which rightfully so, she she's doing her thing. Like she's putting up, she's putting up her numbers. Which we, uh, which again we all figured would be the case. Stewie has been nothing but amazing since she's been in the league, right? Nothing but amazing. She's averaging almost twenty three a game, averaging nine rebounds and averaging close to four assists a game, right? For that, I might as well throw Asia Wilson numbers in there because I can't leave my second favorite player out like that. I got to talk about her. I got to rep her as well, right? Asia is averaging 22 a game. Averaging nine and a half assists a game. And then did she just not have 53 points in a game? She tied the record. Liz Cambage is the only other person that had 53 points scored in a WNBA game. Now, there's three people that have had 50-plus points. But Asia Wilson and Liz Cambage, Cambage are the only two. They're tied with the most, and that will be 53. And she did that just a few nights ago against the Atlanta Dream. See, for me, my MVP was Thomas from the Connecticut Sun. But after this performance from Asia Wilson, I honestly do not know. I don't. I'm on the fence. I might have to make my decision at the end of the season, at the end of the regular season. I think that's when I might have to make my decision because right now I honestly do not know who is going to win MVP. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. This this MVP race is going to be for the this MVP race is going to be for the ages. But see, this is another reason on why I feel like Thomas is deserving of MVP. Again, the Aces and the Liberty, we all expected them to be where they're at right now. The Aces are reigning defending champions. They was going to get that respect regardless. Now, did we now did we think they would only lose four games in the regular season? Probably not. But we did suspect that they was going to be a top team in the league, right? The Liberty, with the addition to John Quill Jones and Brianna Stewart, and them keeping their squad together with Sabrina Unescu and also adding Courtney Vandersloot. We all suspected that the Liberty was going to be a top team in the league. Am I correct? Yes. But see, here's the thing. There's a flip side of that coin. I just mentioned John Quill Jones. What team did she play for before she went to the Liberty? The Connecticut Sun. So being that the Connecticut Sun was losing their former MVP, you can make a case that there were some people out there, including myself, that thought that Connecticut would take a step back in the regular season. Forgetting that they had Thomas. Forgetting that they had Brianna Jones before she got injured. Forgetting the fact that they have DeWanna Bonner. I will admit, I thought they was going to take a step back after losing John Quill Jones. But Connecticut said, you know what? 
hold my drink. And they are the third best team in the WNBA right now. So off that alone, for them to still be the third best team and with Thomas putting up her numbers, I truly believe that she should definitely be in consideration for MVP. This is not just Stewie and Asia Stewie, Asia Wilson. It's not. Thomas deserves some conversation. She, 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 she definitely deserves some consideration for that MVP. And I think it's a travesty that she's not included in it. I think, you know, everybody just keeps talking about Stewie and Brianna and, and Asia Wilson. Rightfully so. But I do believe that Thomas deserves some props. I, d I definitely do. I definitely do. Now, again, I said she was my MVP. But after what Asia Wilson just did, I don't know. You know, I think I might have spoke too soon. <laughs> I think I might have, I think, I think, I, I think I might have spoke too soon on that one. I think I might have spoke too soon. But, uh, yeah. That's the MVP race right now for the WNBA. Stewie, Asia Wilson, and Thomas from the Connecticut Sun. Aisha Thomas, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Those are the big three for the... MVP race. Now let's get to undisputed versus first take. These are the two predominantly top debate shows on television, especially in the morning. I mean, I'm not comparing them to the inside the NBA because the inside the NBA with Kenny, Shaq, Ernie, and Chuck. They're just an institution, okay? But when it comes to morning debate shows, especially as it pertains to sports, there were two shows that you think of. You think of First Take and you think of Undisputed. We all know Skip is the godfather of debate. I remember him when he was on Cold Pizza. Then Cold Pizza turned into First Take. He leaves First Take creates Undisputed. When he created Undisputed, he was alongside Shannon Sharp with Joy Taylor as a moderator. She leaves, Jenny Tav joins. She leaves, Jen Hale is now the moderator. First take has had the same moderator for the past seven years, and that would be Molly Carroll. And now Skip finds himself in a hard place when Shannon decided to leave. To the point where the last Undisputed episode was in June. Was in June. Now, usually when the NBA final season is over, first take takes a break. Well, I'm not going to say they take a break because the show is year long. But the main stars take their vacations and then they have people fill in, right? Because I remember a time when Undisputed was on and Skip and Shannon would be on vacation and you had Jason McIntyre on the show. You had LeVar Arrington on the show. You had Chris Bassard on the show. You had uh, Greg Jennings on the show. Like they was, like they, they was basically filling in, right? It just wasn't the same without the big dogs. Same thing could be said for first take. NBA final season is over. Stephen A goes on vacation, right? Max Kellerman, when he was on the show, would go on vacation. So you would have other people fill in, right? Freddie Coleman. Uh, just to name a few, right? Now that first take roster is getting very full. Very full. Because you have a select people on the show. Skip's about to do the same thing on Undisputed. But I'm not blaming him, though. And I'm going to get to that later. But it's being reported. And I think I said this in my last episode, but we're going to give the ultimate confirm right now. 
It's going to be Skip Bayless and Richard Sherman. But again, Richard Sherman is only going to be on there, I think, 50 to 100 days. I think he's only going to be on there for the football season. I don't think he's going to be there, um, you know, when the football season is over. I think he's only there for football season. He's also bringing Keyshawn Johnson to Undisputed. Remember, Keyshawn was one of those top dogs that got laid off from ESPN. This is no longer a rumor. It is confirmed. The playmaker, Michael Irvin. Remember, NFL Network, Michael Irvin, the one that was on first take every Monday debating with Stephen A. Smith, that Michael Irvin, yep, him. He's going to be on Undisputed. Skip Bayless tweeted this himself. He ain't just tweeting this and it ain't happening. And then I also have to add the fact that Rachel Nichols is also going to be on Undisputed. I think she's going to be on there as a reporter. I don't think she's going to be a moderator. I, I, I still believe that Jen Hale is going to be the moderator. I do not see Rachel Nichols being a moderator. She, listen, she is a she is a reporter for the NBA. So she can't go from an NBA reporter of the NBA. She can't be a reporter of the NBA and then go to being moderator. Not to say that's a demotion, because that's no knock, because I love me some Jen Hale. Because as a moderator, she knows what a moderator is. Unlike that other girl on first take who loves to interrupt every damn segment and try to make the show about her, that's neither here nor there, right? But wait a minute. First take got a roster as well. They got a roster as well. I mean, on Mondays, when the football season starts, I'm quite sure. Well, see, here's the thing. Now that Michael Irvin is going on undisputed, I think that spot for Monday and Tuesday just might go to Shannon Sharp. That's right. Uncle Shay. It's being reported that Uncle Shay. Is going to ESPN, which we all kind of suspected anyway when he left Undisputed. We all kind of suspected that he was going to ESPN. We were just waiting for the confirmation. And it has been confirmed. Now, Stephen A can sit here and keep playing this game like, oh, it's not final, but we would love to have him. Man, stop the bullshit. You know he going there. And this is what confirmed it to me. I believe it was last week I was watching First Take. And I forgot what the segment was. I, I, I think it was a segment about the Jets. And the lovely, beautiful Kimberly A. Martin. Mm, 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 I love that woman. Stay focused, Dre. She mentioned him by name. Now, usually when you are in competition with someone... You don't mention their name on your platform. But she mentioned his name. Like there's a like there's a there's a meme out there with Uncle Shay sipping on some Mountain Dew and getting chills. She basically used that as an example as it pertains to what's going on with the Jets right now. So the fact that she even mentioned his name on live television and then to see Stephen A's face when she did it, that confirmed everything for me that Shannon Sharp is coming to ESPN. Now, again, when Michael Irvin was on ESPN on first take, he was always there on Mondays. In my honest opinion, I think that spot now goes to Shannon Sharp. They said that he's going to be on there for two days. Me personally, I would have preferred him be on there every day. But I understand the format that Stephen A is doing on first take. He's spreading it around. He has this thing where he says the list is fluid. Well, for him, the show is fluid because you have so much talent out there that gives their opinion. Why not just, why not just, why should I just have it just me and Shannon? Why not let all these other voices be heard? So on Monday, I'm assuming it's going to be Stephen A, Shannon, Dan Orlowski, because, you know, he was he was there on Mondays last last year. 
Tuesday. Remember, Keyshawn was there on Tuesdays, but now Keyshawn is going to Undisputed. I'm assuming that Uncle Shay is going to be on there on Tuesdays as well. Mia Combs was there on Tuesday last year. Jeff Saturday was there on Tuesdays when he was on the show before he took the job for the coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, obviously, he's not the coach anymore. Does he come back? Who knows? On Wednesday, obviously, we know we got Mad Dog Russo on there. That's my favorite day to watch first take. To see Mad Dog, to see Marcus Spears, to see the lovely Kimberly A. Martin as well. Mm, 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 mm. Yes. And then Thursday, man, listen, you got Ryan Clark on there. You got Damian Woody. You got a you got a nice selection of people that you could just talk about and have on first take. Same thing could be said for Friday. And now Undisputed has revamped their roster as well. But see, this is what we're not going to do. We're not going to sit here and make it seem like Stephen A. is doing something out of the norm. Because, again, I've been watching Skip since Cold Pizza. Before anybody says that Skip is trying to Swagger Jack off of Stephen A. Or say that, oh, he's biting Stephen A's style. You know, Smack White, Uncle Smack, anybody that watches the URL, Smack has a famous saying, you can copy the format, you can copy the style, but you can't copy respect, which is true. Skip is not stealing Stephen A's style, and he's not stealing his format. If anything, it's the other way around. Stephen A is doing that. Because again, like I said, I've been watching Skip since Cold Pizza. Skip been doing this. Skip was doing this back then, where he would have different people on the show. He's just bringing it back with his show now, Undisputed. But see, this is just a testament to how great Uncle Shea was. When Uncle Shea left Undisputed, Skip had to revamp. He had to. Because guess what? It wasn't going to work with Shady McCoy. It wasn't going to work with Nick Wright. So Skip had to really revamp and really, really, really get down with this. So maybe those layoffs on ESPN, was a, it, it was, maybe it was a blessing. Because now Skip now has the roster that he has that might be able to compete with first take. Because, listen, the, the love affair for the Cowboys is going to be off the roof when Michael Irvin gets on there. The back and forth with him and Richard Sherman is going to be inter interesting. Listen, when it comes to the football part, it's going to be hella entertaining. My question is going to be when it comes to NBA talk, can they talk basketball? Can they keep up with Skip when it comes to basketball? That's going to be the question. And then, of course, and then, and then they said Little Wayne is supposed to come on every Friday for a segment or two. I ain't too interested in that shit, but we going to see. We definitely going to see. But yes, we going to find out soon because August 28th, Undisputed returns. So we're going to really so we're going to get a glimpse of this new Undisputed. Remember Lil Wayne did a new song for the show. So we going to see what Undisputed is made of because listen, for the longest first take has had the crown. But there was times I thought Undisputed was better. I'm not going to lie. But right now, it's clear that first take is number one. Now, with this new roster of Undisputed, do they take the crown? Or could they eventually take the crown? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Now, for that, it's a wrap for this episode. Your boy has got to go. I've got to go. I am busy today. I got things I got to take care of. Your boy is out of here. I would have loved to make this episode longer because this that, that Magic and Steph debate, again, I told you, I could just make an episode of that shit. I, I, I left shit out. But it is what it is. Oh, no, not even. I got to do my would you rather. I keep forgetting. Would you rather. Okay? Let's get to the would 
you rather question. And then we out of here. Here we go. Would you rather? Would you rather? Would you be would you rather be able to erase people's memory or predict their future? That's the question I have for you today of would you rather? Would you rather be able to erase people's memory or predict their future? This is a tough one. I ain't even going to lie. Like this this one is a tough one. But if I had to choose I would erase people's memory. I would rather erase people's memory. Reason being is because so much bad shit has been done to me by some people. Maybe, just maybe, if I could erase their memory, the bullshit would have never happened to me. <laughs> you know, you know, you've been in relationships with people. They cheat on you. They break your heart. You deal with these females that don't appreciate you. So maybe, just maybe, if I erase their memory and the bullshit that they did in the past wouldn't exist, we could start from scratch and maybe I would be in a better place than I'm in now as it pertains to dealing with these women in these streets. <laughs> so I'm going to go with be able to erase people's memory. This is yo, this was a hell of a question though, man. I ain't even gonna lie. Like th this was a hell of a question. I'm not even gonna lie. Hell of a question. I like these cards, man. Shout out the pod decks. Shout out the pod decks, because these are hell, hell of a questions. But yes, it's a wrap for this episode. Once again, thank y'all for y'all support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. But before I go, I've got to give my shout out. And this is a very, very touching shout out. Because that shout out will be to my father, James McCray. For those of y'all that live in the East New York area, y'all know him as Brother Art. You know him as Brother Black. Uh, if you are related to him, he's your uncle, Uncle Art. Yes. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday. I'm not going to give you age. But happy birthday, nonetheless. Wish you many more. And, uh... We're gonna have fun this weekend. We're gonna have fun this weekend. But, uh... Again, thank y'all for y'all support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. Y'all know y'all can catch your boy. You can catch me on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Podbean, just a couple of the platforms that your boy that you can that you can find your boy on, except title. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Dre Day, uh, Instagram, Dre Day1985, or Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast, and on Twitter, Dre Day1985. And uh again, just thank y'all for y'all support, man. Keep it going, keep it flowing. In closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. Episode 298 is over. Catch y'all on the flip side. God bless. Peace and love. Your boy is out of here. Peace. What up, what up, what up? It's your man, Dre Day, and I have a PSA announcement for y'all. Did y'all know that only 38% of African Americans were able to identify financial terms on the PFN index, an annual financial survey. Why is that? Because we're never given the tools to succeed in the financial sector. Will with American Classic Agency has been designing financial maps for his clients to succeed for over a decade for clients on both coasts. 
with will, you will be able to create a game plan to get out of debt and create the wealth that you and your family deserve. If you're interested, please contact Will at willspady at gmail.com. That's W-I-L-L-S-P-A-D-Y at gmail.com or call him at 443-810-0384.